Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. Howie lads, Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, and Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do, Pope Francis here, Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Hello folks and how do, you're back, you're listening to Mayo are back, it's season 5, episode 3, you've got TJ here and I am absolutely delighted to be back as well and joining me here today folks is a man who some of you may know, other people here will be hearing his voice for the first time, the sweet dulcet tones of our very own fat Larry Kilgallen. He's come all the way up from whatever inbred hole that he actually resides in at the moment. And before any of the crickets out there are going to start slating us, we've been fully tested. We've been, you know, fully sanitised. We've sanitised each other's balls and hands before we started this meeting today. And without further to do, it's time to say hello to our very special guest. And I must thank him for joining us today. Fat Larry, how do? Hello, TJ. How are you? Uh, it's lovely to be here. Uh, my name is Fat Larry, everyone, and I've been a long-time listener of this podcast, and it gives me great pleasure, after 41 episodes, to finally be appearing for what is the very first time. So that is an absolute honour, and it's a privilege. To be honest, I think none of us really want to be here. We're not here out of choice. It's more of a need that we're here now at this stage, given all of the different comings and goings and scandals and disgraces that we've been witnessing in the GA over the past few weeks. So I just felt compelled to write in and see if the lads would let me come on and uh, spout a bit of shite here. And luckily for me, they agreed. So it's absolutely great. And I'd like to just extend thanks to you, TJ, for giving me this opportunity today. Oh, if only we could shake hands or whatever which way we would choose to manifest ourselves today. Hopefully in the future, Fat Larry, these good days will come again. Absolutely. You know, these days are only around the corner and we're seeing, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. You know, it's great to see Dublin finally get their comeuppance and they're getting absolutely slated in the media. It's the best thing we've seen on the news in the last probably two years or so. So that's absolutely brilliant to see. We're seeing lads getting vaccinated now, 10 or 15 vaccinations a day. You know, the good times are only a couple of years away. So you never know. Keep going the way we're going and we might be back playing a bit of club football in the year after next. So for inbreds like ourselves and the good listeners at home, you'll know that this week has been, it's been an absolute whirlwind. It's been full of fun and joy. You know, any week where the Dublin players are getting absolutely lambasted in the national media, that's music to our ears. We absolutely love that kind of carry on all together. And we're the first to call them out on being absolute cheaters, scumbags. We were going to entitle this episode Dublin GA are a disgrace. But we decided to pull back from that because we don't want too many dubs listening to this. Of course, we know who our listenership and our followership are made up of. Half-bakes, inbreds, fully not-wells from all four corners of the County Mayo. And they've been in touch and they have been 
Some of them quite critical of this Dublin team. They're not happy. Some of them quite critical of this Mayo team. The usual sort of shite that has been going on this time of year. But we are here to act as a medium between the fans and the players. If the country broad officials are listening to this, like we know they are, they might come up with a couple of little good ideas from this podcast, as it were. But that's why we've decided to entitle today's episode as the Mayo are back mailbag edition. And the mailbag is stuffed to the gills at the moment, folks. It's at absolute full capacity. And And I can't wait to dip into that particular bag. Absolutely. And I have to say, TJ, as a... You know, an avid listener over the last four or five years, I've always found this podcast to be very therapeutic for myself and other Mayo fans like me who just have really struggled to make sense of, you know, themselves and what it means to be a Mayo supporter. So, you know, I suppose the fact that I'm on here today now, that just shows, you know, how healing this podcast has been. You know, you have literally taken me and, you know, taken me from the pits of despair to the state that I am currently in now, which isn't an awful lot better, really. But, you know, as we've always said, or as you guys have always said here, the 69 years of pain that we've endured as Mayo supporters, after that 69 years of pain has ended, which it now has, that will lead to 69 years of absolute pleasure. So and this is what you got on to me about last night. It was about four o'clock in the morning when the call came through. Thankfully, I was up manifesting myself watching old Mayo games. But I got your call, Fat Larry, and you were in a, you were in a real tizzy, a state of absolute despair, in Umar Nahamlesh, as, the, as they would say, and you wanted to set the record straight on something, something that you feel was misinterpreted on last season of the podcast. Absolutely. Well, I think the record needs to be set straight. I haven't slept properly over the last couple of months because some of the listeners of this podcast who would have tuned in during the championship campaign last November and December might have realised that a couple of the things that we had said here mightn't have been completely truthful. And I just couldn't I couldn't rest easy knowing that those sort of things were said uh, on air. And I need to just... I suppose set the record straight really is why I'm here this evening. We did say last year that Mayo would win the All-Ireland and frankly we were wrong and we need to put our hands up and we need to say that we were wrong. But it was actually due to a mathematical error that we made. We calculated it all wrong. You see the formula really is and the magical witch inbred who put the curse on us all those years ago said on the back of the tractor in Foxford that after 69 years of pain, 69 years of pleasure would begin for the inbreds. And So last year was the yes. 69th year. It yeah. was the last year of pain. Thus meaning that this year yeah. is when the real pleasure begins. So therefore, I'm just here to set the record straight now and say that this is the year we're going to win the All-Ireland. And hopefully now we have a championship to be played. And I, for one, hope as bad and all as the Dirty Dubs are, I hope that they're going to be there and waiting for us so we can bait them and win the All-Ireland the way it should be, considering they bet us so many times. And I think if you only look at this team of really, really sexy young Mayo players, there's absolutely no doubt that... Like we said last year, if you're handing out All-Ireland finals for good looks, which you never know, they might have to do it this year, there is an absolute certainty in my mind anyways that we're going to win it. 
There's listeners to this podcast living in remote parts of Mayo and further afield too. Myself, yourself, Fat Larry, we will never meet in our lives. But it's those kind of people that, you know, you obviously feel so indebted to that you had to come out here and set the record straight, as it were. I would like to take the record off the vinyl and fuck it out the window at this point because I am not here to apologise to anyone. I am a man of my own opinions. Those opinions that we said on the podcast, some of them are right, some of them are wrong. Any podcast you listen to, the length and breadth of Ireland, there'll be wrong opinions on it. You shouldn't be listening to this for fully factual information or critical analysis. We all know what you're here for, folks. So don't be giving us that shite now that you're disappointed with our predictions last year. We're shooting from the hip again in 2021. And this is our year, I think. And based on the Q... Or the the, the question uh, forum that we put out on our Instagram page yesterday, the inbreds are very much, you could say, in good form. And it's absolutely great to see the lockdown has, you know, manifested them you know, the level of critical thinking and really, really deep and thoughtful opinion that has been sent into our Instagram page over the last uh, 24 hours or so has been nothing more than insightful, in my opinion. From what I've seen, Fat Larry, people are isolated they're lonely they're not well they're not well they're going a bit mad they're getting slowly they're turning up the temperature in the oven and they're going from not very baked at all to totally half baked and by the time the summer rolls around we're going to be looking at full bakes getting back out into the general community you know getting back up to all the hijinks that we used to love in our younger days those days are ahead of us again fat larry but what I've noticed about those type of people is the messages they've been sending in to us. They're getting far more deranged as the years are going mm-hmm. on. There's far less sense to be made of most of them. But I suppose that's why we have people like myself and yourself in these esteemed positions of power where we can wade through the filth and get right to the core of what the Mayo inbreds on the ground are thinking about. Because you don't get that on the other podcasts. You simply don't. One thing that has really concerned me at a really deep level over the past couple of years following this Mayo team, for me, I felt personally that the Mayo supporters over the last while had become a little bit too gentrified and a little bit less inbred. And this really worried me. Like, for example, I'm, I'm looking at young lads going supporting the Mayo team there and there's guys coming in and they're supporting the Mayo team with fake tan on them. They're coming in with pairs of ripped jeans fancy runners they're becoming almost a little bit like you know the players that are on the field and on the other hand you've got girls there who are you know coming in all very glamorous and you know wearing all Mm. kinds of fancy clothes to watch the Mayo team and whatever which way but I think what we're looking forward to now and what I really can't wait for the summer is seeing inbreds literally come back out from under the rocks out onto the you know, the terraces in McHale Park, they won't have got their hair cut or their hair dyed in months. They're going to be thrown together. They'll have a jersey from 10 years ago put on them because the shops haven't been open in so long. And I think with the way this lockdown has gone, they're going to be really, really half-baked and, you know, almost akin to some of those old inbreds that you might see following the Mayo team. And it's nice to see now that that will be coming from a younger voice, which I think is crucial. I think we're at a crossroads here, folks. I think from Mayo fans' perspective, we're at the fork in the roads. Down one path, it says Westport. And this is the glamorous life. The long hair, the TikTok, women coming out your ears, all this sort of glamorous life that they live over in Westport. Don't like it. The other side is Port West. And what we're talking about here is the core fundamental values of Port West. 
We're talking about high visibility jackets. We're talking about wetsuits. We're talking about swimming caps. I, for one, want to be standing down at the bacon factory end with a Mayo GA swimming cap on, a totally illuminous wetsuit and a Mayo jersey from 1992. And that's the way I want to consume my football in 2021. And I hope I'm allowed to do that. Wearing fully steel-toe-capped boots, ready to kick the living shite out of any inbred from Roscommon or Galway who speaks badly of the Mayo team. That's what we want. We want to see people coming in visible. We want to see them visible, you know, with our eyes. And we want to hear them as well. And we want to really hear them be really, really inbred. And, you know, if they're coming in, you know, with their Port West on them, never mind your Westport, never mind your Gucci, or never mind any of that shite. They need to come in looking like North Mayo inbreds and, you know, feck Westport as far as I'm concerned now. And I think that starts with the manager. And I think James Horan would want to take his hat out of his head the way that he has it covering the ears. Because every good GA manger knows you need your ears out. You need to be relying on your senses on the sideline. You need to be picking up on the little positional changes and the things that are going on. Look at the All-Ireland Final, for example. Cap down over the ears. He doesn't see James McCarthy drifting up the field. He doesn't see Aidan O'Shea drifting out the field. If he had that cap up just about four four or five inches, just to get the ears out, he'd have a lot more, I think, he'd be a lot better reader of the game, in my opinion. What you want to see is Ray Dempsey knock more 2020 mm-hmm. county final coming in with a fully matching tracksuit from the mid 1970s mm-hmm. and every single bit of it tucked into the tracksuit pants. You've got football socks tucked into the pants, you've got jumper and jacket all tucked into the pants, and you've got a hat perched high up on his head. You can see his ears. You know, he's got full visibility. He can hear the shite that's coming from the crowd. And, you know, that's that's the look we need. And I think... He'd if we even can... have the hands tucked into the pants. Oh, he, some hands venture. down the pants, absolutely. You know, and that's just keep them warm as well. Getting a feel for things. Exactly. Well, you know, you want to get your hands in the ball, don't you? That's what we want. You know, we want to see that more from Mayo now in 2021. We want to see the ball in the hand. And we want to see less of this, you know, you know, farting around. Yeah, and it starts with the manger. It does. Now, speaking of farting around, I feel like the introductory segment of this podcast has been sufficient and it's time to move on to the real meat and two veg of today's episode, which is opening up our bag and reading out some of the messages that have come in from the fully unwell half-bakes that are around the County Mayo. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, am I full of pride or fear today, Fat Larry, when I see the messages that are coming in, just scrolling through the Instagram, of course, Pride or fear, it's definitely one of those that I'm feeling at the moment. Probably a bit of both. Well, one thing we have always taken great pride in here at Mayo or Back is making sure that we come into every podcast 120% prepared for what we're going to do. We research what we're going to say in great detail and we would never come on here and, you know, make manifestations or even suggestions to the listeners that hadn't been well thought out and well researched. But today we've decided to go for a slightly different approach. We are going to just... Log into the Instagram account here now and we're going to literally, as it were, shoot straight out of the hip and we're just going to see where it takes us. We don't know where it will, but it promises to be fabulous. The first message that we're going to read out has come in from John Mohan fans and this is a page that we're big, big fans of because we're more John Mohan fans than we are Mayo fans in a way. But he's wondering, why are the seats in Elvery's McHale Park blue? Is this some sort of foolery by the Dublin? I think it goes back to, we mentioned it here, I think in season four. I think it all way, goes back way to... Way, back to 2009, if you can remember it. Yes. 
the John O'Mahony era. The blue shirts. The blue shirt era. I suppose this was when, you know, they say football and politics should never mix. But I think in our case, they've actually never been separate. We're talking about Fine Gael wielding their axe. At one point, being the Mayo manager was just a ticket to get a free pass into the doll. And it didn't really matter about performances on the pitch as long as you were up in the Shannon or wherever you ended up. We see now that we have former players illegally using our facilities just to gain votes. But, in another sense, they're out there making their voices heard. We would like to formally commend, possibly for the first time, Anal Dinnell for his outstanding performance during the week. He was calling for penalties against the Dublin GA scumbags. And... I would echo his sentiments in every which way I can, to be quite honest. It was great to see Alan, despite the fact he retired from the Mayo team in 2017, it was great to see him back on the ball, as it were. He was back on the political football and he was taken to the dubs. And his statement, which he released on RTE, I could best describe as that shot he took against them a couple of years ago that drifted harmlessly into Stephen Cluxton's arms. But look at he gave it a go and that's as much as you could ask for, really. Now... The Inbreds have one main topic on the tips of their lips, and that is Dublin GEA. Colm is wondering, did we rat out the Dublin Cunty team for training? And Kieran is wondering, do you think the punishment was adequate for the Dublin team and their respective Cunty broad? Fat Larry, what do you think? Absolutely not, in my opinion. Listen, this Dublin team is the brainchild of Fianna Fáil, Bertie Ahern and the Irish government. So if you think for one second that they are going to harm their own team, you know, a team which essentially they are bankrolling with taxpayers' money, 16 million a year per player is what the figure is currently now. That's what these Dublin players are being paid to play. And as far as I'm aware, that 16 million is paid up front to those Dublin players um, every February, I think it is. An old inbred told me that recently when I was chatting to him. So it would be very you know unwise really to ban those players considering their 16 million had already been given to them for 2021 so you know we're going back to politics again it's it's everywhere really i like the opinion of one of a uh, former son of mayo a wexford man frank brown frank brown who currently picks up a check from the dublin county broad and as we famously said here a long time ago frank brown talks no brown so true fatley i don't know if that was season 1 or season 2 Eagle-eared listeners will remember our opinions back then, but they haven't changed. He's been shooting from the hip this week. Halfway between collecting his paycheck for being the Dublin Camogie manager, he went out and blasted Wedgie Farrell. He said he should step down. He said a 12-week suspension is not long enough. And can we say at this point, folks, it's great that the Mayo suspensions have been long forgotten about. That was well over 12 weeks ago at this stage. Now, we were only trying to sneak into an All-Ireland final. That's not something worthy of giving out about. I've been doing that myself for many, many years. Sneaking into an All-Ireland final is a part of the game. Training, on the other hand. Training in a small group of eight or nine. Disgusting. And wasn't it a shame that Des Cahill couldn't keep his phone in his trousers? And it wasn't the only thing he couldn't keep in his trousers on that given morning when he took the picture at the famous Inish Falls GEA club. The only thing I really thought about when I saw it was, you know, when I, when I, I think back to that famous, famous incident all those many months ago now of, you know, Stephen Cluxton showing, you know, grace and humility and sweeping the changing room after they won the All-Ireland final and wedging the sweeping brush firmly up Des Cahill's arse. You know, I think it is... 
I think it's very rich, in my opinion, that, you know, he would sweep the changing room after that game, but there was no sign of any sanitization equipment, no bleach, no, you know, hand sanitizer or anything like that. So really and truly sweeping the floor was completely useless because Dublin will be spreading COVID all over that changing room as we speak anyways. Well, you think about the logistics of it, guys. You're coughing into your hand, you're sneezing into your hand, you're hand passing that ball then and another lad is catching it and he's kissing it or whatever. These are very dirty balls the Dublin players have and if Stephen Cluxton isn't on hand with his brush and sanitizer to scrub them down, you never know what way they're going to end up, I think. And he's got a big job ahead of him, you know, when you saw the... You know, the filth that the balls, you know, had on them. You could see it very, very clearly on the front of the Irish Times and all of the other papers, which was also, it was great to see them all really doubling down on it as well. That was really good. Now, as much as we would love to dedicate an entire podcast giving out about Dublin, we also want to take a moment to give out about Monaghan. I think it would be very remissive of us not to. Pidgey is wondering, what's the thought on Monaghan being caught? Should they both get a two-year championship suspension well I actually have an idea for this one Pidgey I reckon that Dublin and Monaghan should be instantly kicked out Mm -hmm. of the senior championship for the season put into their own cup the Covid qualifier cup whoever wins on the day maybe they play two legs whoever wins on aggregate will get to go up and cough and sneeze and do whatever they want to the losing team just for a couple of minutes but we need to keep these how would you phrase them scumbags and cheaters if you will. We need to keep them separate from our competition, our competition of honest men who uh, have respect for themselves and they endeavour to give their greatest on the field whenever they're not training as well as when they are training. So to follow on that point, Paddy is wondering, where can we watch the Mayo team training at the moment? Well, Paddy, I'll give you a couple of locations. I've been, you know, a secret um, follower of Mayo training. A for, secret admirer. Yes, very much so for for a very long time now. And, you know, they haven't made it easy in recent times now. It's, I, I find it's always handy now to have the drone. It's always a good one to have. You can just hover it near the pitch and you can have a look down at them and stuff like that. Um, you know, there's a couple of very nice bushes there up at the top pitch in uh, McHale Park there. You can always hide in one of them. There's a couple of nice vantage points as well. You can also stand on the roof of David House as well. That's always a good one. And you can get a right good panoramic view of the two pitches there. So that should satisfy your needs. Listen, guys, a fabulous young crop oh, of guys. I mean, you know, I think we've got to look elsewhere. We've got to look for the divine. And under the, the current structure. Fluid type football, mainly fisting. What about the extra monies? When I hear this, guys, it just makes me sick. Male GAA, are, they're just completely gentrified right now. They're, they're so mainstream, it's disgusting. They need to go back, you know, they need to yeah. become a bit more hipster. They need I to think. go back to their gender fluid ways in 96. Now, the next question comes in from Bernie, and Bernie is wondering, speaking of drones, Fat Larry, is the Prenti drone being used to conceal Mayo training sessions during lockdown? Well, you know, the conspiracy theories are rife and Bernie Sanders himself would get in touch with us about, you know, Mayo GA related rumours. Um, you know, the the whole, the, the, the dome thing there now, it, it's really, it's really something, isn't it? Oh, it's fabulous. It's, it's class and it actually can't be used at the minute because the weather is too bad. So that's a bit of an anomaly now for it. But I'm sure it'll be only fabulous sometime. Well, I was up there 
I suppose not too long ago, but not too recently either. And I saw firsthand that the Dome is in fact as inflated as our male players' egos are after we get to a Connacht final. Yeah, so if they're not using that for secret COVID training sessions, they definitely should be, in my opinion. Aidan is here with a public health warning, folks, and it's important to... Just hire up your radio sets now or whatever, which way you're manifesting this into your ears at the moment. This is coming right from the captain now. He's wondering, did you know, it would make a lot of sense if it was our captain, did you know the virus can be caught by kick pass? Ban the kick pass and become a fist first football approach. Well, as Aidan will know well, he hasn't kicked a ball for the Mayo team in the last six seasons anyways. So you can see why he would suggest that you know the game the, the hand passing game would suit Aiden a lot because you kind of it slows everything down it makes it very kind of laboured and it gives him plenty of opportunities to get on the ball around the middle of the field and you know kind of influence the game that way so the less kicking and the more fisting the better even in these unprecedented times we still have to go back to our original manifesto and that is the fist first approach and it's tough with guys like Andy Mornan having retired off the scene, you don't know where that fisting pleasure is going to come from, no. from the spectator's point of view. But all we can do is hope this new generation, Fat Larry, have the same core values as our older inbreds did. Well, you know, you can only hope that they would. But, you know, one thing we're seeing from this young crop of Mayo, young Mayo players coming in, a lot of them are single. And a lot of them are actually favouring, you know, a kind of you know, a ball-carrying style approach, but they're also very, you know, I suppose, fluid with the kick pass. So I suppose what we are seeing from these new Mayo players is that they're actually doing a lot less fisting than new players would have done, you know, maybe the likes of Killian now and guys who would have come into the panel maybe in the last, you know, seven or eight years. And that leads very nicely into our next message, which is not the message that we're used, accustomed to receiving here at Mayo or back. It's not so much a football request, I suppose. It's more of a a life and love and relationships advice that's being sought after here. So we might go to the esteemed Fat Larry for his opinion on this. But Fat Larry, we're we're talking about a man here who's feeling very isolated. He hasn't been able to fist balls in weeks and weeks and months and years. It's been a very tough time for inbreds like him. And he says he can't get the number 69 out of his mind for some reason. Is there any way he could channel that into positive Mayo energy. Yes, there's a couple of things he can do. I suppose it's not so much trying to get the number 69 out of your head. It might be to, I suppose, get other numbers into your head, I find, and occupy your mind that other way. So a couple of ones that I've done now is I've got the numbers 51. I've got that tattooed onto my backside um, because I think it's just a nice one. It, it just reminds you of happier times when we last won the All-Arnold. The other one I like uh, to manifest myself with is the number seven, because if you're feeling a little bit down about yourself, it's always nice to think of the number seven, because Keith Higgins lost seven on Arnold, so if you think about how hard that must have been, that might make you feel a small bit better about your own current situation. I hope, listener, that you were able to take something, a little bit of solace, maybe, as it were, from that refreshing, honest monologue from Fat Larry there. And as he said, you know, 69 is something that maybe two people need to be, you know, on the same wavelength for. The 51 can be performed 
on your own in a room, whatever which way it needs to be. Two so, meter social distance as well. As long as you, as long as you're two meters away from the next person in the room, you're absolutely fine. They probably won't get hit. That type of message, it's not a message that we're accustomed to receiving here at the Mayo or Back Podcast. But as our listeners and long term listeners and followers will know that this is more of a wellness all round life advice podcast as it were so feel free to get in touch with little more personal messages as it were now there's a very interesting message in that ties in with one of the overarching themes of this week's podcast and the last five years of it podcasting. kind of ties it all together i like these ones yeah as it is homely awareness week this week where people like mayor back will try and raise the awareness levels of the Homeli Mangership situation and their short-lived tenure in Mayo. Nicole has been in touch and that's a rarity in itself, Fat Larry. A, a woman is interacting with the podcast. Brilliant. She says, Melody's Brew, new converted horse box with beautiful coffee and plenty of snacks. Homelody's Brew. As in... Homely, Homelody Brew. This is some sort of tea or coffee or something of that nature. And I suppose at this point, I wish I had asked for money before I read that out on the podcast. That'll be making its way into lots and lots of ears all around the country, Mayo, and they'll probably be doing a lot of business from that. But I kind of regret saying it now. I can invoice her. I can send her um, an invoice retrospectively charge her for that advertisement there but on a, and we wish her the best of luck you know she's got a lot of uh, competition out there in the in the coffee market as well you know you look at coffee there down in Lachlana which of course has been you know fueled by of course Andy Morton who of course fueled the Homeli Heave in the first place as well so I suppose Homeli coffee yeah you know they're all kind of interlinked in this you know inbred web that is Mayo football and all of that you think about the little meetings that would have gone on in Rua it's safe to say to that discuss the, the, the meeting yeah Homeli would not have been sacked without coffee so coffee really did play a pivotal role in that particular movement absolutely and as we've seen you know the Mayo players have always been very fond of going in and sitting down having their coffees you know we've seen lots of players there now who would have been you know kind of retired and stuff who would have been going in having meetings with management and all that kind of stuff over a cup of Barry's tea and all that over the past couple of years and you know it's always I suppose we'd be eagle-eyed and that you know we'd always make sure that we keep an eye on the cafes around Castlebar and wider afield as well you know just to to keep tabs and all that it's very important Ryan is wondering could you give a quick analysis of the Kerry team and how they'll get on this year Ryan, I haven't got a clue. I couldn't analyse my own team. Now, put it this way, right? They got knocked out last year, very early on in the championship. That was very good to see. So that's my point of analysis, number one. The second point, Ryan, I'd like to make is that, you know, Mayo are, in my opinion anyways, magic. So... I think that won't help Kerry if they come up against Mayo. You know, they come up against these magical wizards like Oshin Mulligan and uh, Tommy Conroy and these guys. I'd say I'd give them a fighting chance against someone like Donegal now or Cork or a team like that. But against these, you know, magical Mayo players, I don't think they'll ever beat them. Fat Larry is right. There's a little bit of magic and I suppose a little bit of witchcraft around this Mayo team. And if we can harness that in the right way and channel that energy and those spirits in the right way, we can banish the ghouls of 51 mm-hmm. and we can have ourselves at 21. Yes. And of course, as we said at the top, you know, 69 plus 51 equals 100. There, thereabouts. 
up Mayo. 100% of the time. And if we win in 2021, it'll be a 21st Mayo players and fans will never forget. Yes, absolutely. Possibly never remember if it does go on for the month or six weeks as it has been scheduled to. But I suppose moving swiftly on at this venture, I know people are very, very busy at the moment and have a lot going on in their own specific lives and will be hoping for myself, Valerie, just to push your things along yes. here now and just get towards the end of this podcast. Get to the punchline. This highly informative podcast. Liam says, any sentiments you echo today, I echo completely. Thank you, Liam. Thank you, Liam. That's absolutely fabulous to hear. It means a lot to us. And... I would just like to take this opportunity now. I know we're very, very tight for time and we're under pressure to get through all the different points and stuff, but I'd just like to say thank you very much, Liam. An extremely interesting question here. If Mayo are back, had a horse running in the Grand National, what would it be called? I like this question. That is an excellent question and it will mean that I will have to fill the next couple of seconds with some meaningless nonsense while I try and generate some kind of a witty answer. I suppose to just give you a second to engage that thought in your brain, Fat Larry, I'm going to shoot straight out with him. Uh, Tommy Goonan's Biscuit Tin. That would be the name of my horse and he would certainly be a front runner. Yeah. He'd have no bother tripping up the other horses and getting a bit down and dirty if he had to as well. Absolutely. What about you? I would probably go for Father Flanagan, actually, just in commemoration of Father Flanagan Park and the DBF League Championship that didn't take place in 2021 and is something that has really left a deep, deep scar and hole in my heart that I just haven't been able to fill. And please God, that hole will be filled uh, in 2022 I can almost hear the Cheltenham stand rising now in their appreciation and shouting go on Father Flanagan go on Father Flanagan as he storms down the home straight Fabulous. now we're getting to the home straight here ourselves there's two messages running along a very concurring theme and they come in from two very big fans of the page one of them has the surname Mayocock and if I could pick a surname for myself or I could get married to someone and take their surname, I think Mayo Cock is possibly one of the best surnames that I've ever heard. Definitely the best one that we've heard on today's show at the very least. He has a question for the fabulous guys. He's saying with no FBD in 2021, what is the actual point of Intercounty GA at all? And that is a question that I think in itself has been answered by Neil there. I really don't see the point. Like, I don't see how you can go out with a team of rejects and uh, junior B footballers in January and then expect your full uh, championship team to perform to any sort of a level come July in my opinion, it should be just scrapped and we should just look to 2022, in my opinion. Scrap the Alliance, Strat Alliance, along with the Intercounty Championship and just go from a fresh start next year. We'll just build from the FBD I suppose it doesn't tie in very well with our claim at the start of this podcast where we said Mayo would 100% win the All-Ireland in 2021. But if you're paying that much attention to the podcast, you need to have a long look at yourself. And after, you know, that could be also extended to 69 seasons. So 69 seasons of pain followed by 69 seasons of pleasure. So, you know, if the season doesn't take place this year, then 
we're, you know, we haven't missed out on anything and the prophecy will still be fulfilled. I'm extremely glad, Fat Larry, that you were able to get all of that off your chest and set the record straight, as it were. You seem to have a weight lifted off you now at the moment. Are you happy? I can visibly feel myself. I'm I'm literally walking on air, TJ, here at the minute. It's just fabulous. I myself feel like Ushin Manbun Mulligan, trouncing up and down the pitches and all across Crow Park, just gliding on thin air at the moment. That's how happy I feel, having got all of this mayo talk off my chest. And, you know, this will help me in my normal day-to-day life. I won't be in line in the queue for the bank shouting, Up, mayo! I won't be, you know getting my coffee in Rua and accidentally saying, fuck you, Matthew, remembering, you know, an incident from last season. I'm a much calmer, much more well-rounded individual once I've gotten it all out on the podcast. And we'd advise all our listeners to follow the same sort of therapeutic, mindful wellness programme that we have here. We will actually be... Uh, selling our wellness program for fabulous uh, one thousand nine hundred fifty one euros, and you know if you want to chip in with a couple of friends or whatever, we'll give you our sixty nine top tips for self actualization through the medium of Mayo GAA. And I mean, if you're already unwell enough to be listening to the podcast at this late late stage, this could be the program for you. Definitely, and like we always hear it, you know. If you're happy and well on the inside, you, you know, exude that positive energy in all of your interactions with other people around you. And the same goes by extension and mirrored to that as well as if you are truly unwell at heart and you satisfy your heart's inbred needs to, you know, talk shit and just to, as you said, get that inbred energy off your chest. And, you know, you will spread that magic and joy across terraces all over the country this summer and this bodes very very well for us as a, as a team in my opinion now let me refer to my notes at this venture just to say that mayo or magic and there's only one more question i'd like to put to you fat larry and i'm sure the inbreds want to know the answer to this what do you make of the new jersey i think the new jersey has got lots of potential but mm. To be honest, I don't think you can make a full judgment on it until you see it being worn by clads of Players. drunk inbreds oh. on the train up to Dublin. Oh. Like I, What I want to see is, I want to see how the jersey looks when you see inbreds walking up O'Connell Street. They don't know where Crow Park is because they've never been in Dublin before. You can see they're completely scuttered after having 12 cans up on the train. And they, instead of getting the Lewis up to O'Connell Street, they've walked because they're afraid of public transport. So what I want to see is how does the jersey look then? You know, does it does it keep the gut in? Is it filling out all the right areas? How does it interact with, you know, 12 cans and two chicken breast sandwiches? You know, does it keep the inbred looking well? Does it complement the body of a 25 stone man? Will it keep everything neatly packed in in a tight little concealed package or are are we going to have guts hanging out in 2021 rounding things off today folks i would just like to echo each and every sediment that has been supplied by our very special guest for today's one-off really podcast and that is fat larry fat larry i would love you know to get you on this podcast again at some stage in the future but i know you have an extremely busy schedule 
Yes, absolutely. But I'm sure your people can talk to my people, TJ, and I'm sure we can knock our heads together. And, you know, even if it's in some kind of a reporter role or maybe as a kind of a guest on this podcast, I would definitely like to fill any gaps that might be there over the coming season. You always said you would talk shite if the price was right. And it seems at this stage of the podcast, there's nothing further to do other than to say mayo do 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 and up mayo wherever you go. Goodbye, guys. Fabulous. Good score, buddy! Good ya, buddy! This is heartbreaking. It's a free from Terry right in the middle of the pitch. Who's been fouled? Brian Sheehan. Who's the person who'll take it? Brian Sheehan. Who's the best long-range kicker on the Kerry team? Brian Sheehan. He has stolen a yard or two. Watch him. He's stealing yards. He's stealing yards. He needs to get back. Get back. That's Kerry Hurism as they want to say. Oh, look at Brian Sheehan. What those in capital letters? Kerry to win it with Brian Sheehan. Sheehan, he goes, oh, yes, go away, go away, go away, go away, go away. It's all over. One time. It's all over. We're oh, going to have to do it all over God. again next Saturday evening. One more time. Get back. Get back. He's stealing yards. He needs to get back. Get back. That game had everything that you want to see except a male win.